It's the Basketball Hall of Fame's Legends Podcast. I'm Kyle Belanger. Joining me today is a 2005 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinee. He's a national champion with the Syracuse Orangemen in 2003, a three-time Big East Coach of the Year. He's been to five NCAA Final Fours. He's a one-time USA Basketball National Coach of the Year. He has won three gold medals, and his span with Syracuse has, has lasted into six decades. He is, of course, Coach Jim Beheim. Coach, thanks again for joining me. Thanks. Good to be with you, Kyle. So, Coach, in so many ways, your basketball journey begins the way so many Syracuse kids' journey does, uh, with a ton of moxie and a dream. You're a small-town kid from Lyons, New York, who walked onto the freshman team and just stuck it out until a scholarship came available. All these years later, does that story still motivate and inform you as, as a coach and as a person? A little bit. You know, I remember coming here in 1962 when I was, you know, scared to death. I didn't have a scholarship. Uh, they had seven scholarship freshmen and probably 12, 13, 14 on the varsity. So there were probably about 20 players on scholarship, and I, I wasn't one of them. So uh, it was a, a tough start, but uh, back then you played on the freshman team, and I worked my way up into a, a starting role on the freshman team and after one year I, I was able to get a scholarship and was able to play a lot uh, sophomore junior senior year started and uh, really had a great career here uh, played with the greatest player in, in Syracuse basketball history Dave Bing uh, who back in the 60s averaged a triple-double, 29 points, 13 rebounds, and about 10 assists. We didn't keep all that stuff as accurately back then. And he probably had about four or five steals a game. So uh, I had a great career at Syracuse. It was a lot of fun, but uh, it was a, a, a tough start. A lot of work had to get done to work my way into the, to the lineup. Lots of sweat on the manly on the manly field house hardwood indeed and you, and of course you mentioned uh, Dave Bing who was also your roommate and uh, when he and I spoke he told me tales of you and him staying up late into the night talking strategy talking X's and O's really sort of charting out plays um, how did that relationship develop and and maybe how did that help both of you through some pretty tumultuous times in your lives? Well, Dave helped me a lot more than I helped him. He was such a great player that I could. Uh, just to kind of hang around and get some open shots because they had to pretty much double team Dave every game. And he was much more mature than I was coming in to, to college. He was almost like a senior, uh, having a senior for a roommate when we were sophomores. And he, uh, you know, he just knew how to, the, the right way to do things. I learned an awful lot from him. And of course, being able to play with such a great player. Uh, Syracuse had lost 29 straight games before Dave Bing got here. And our sophomore year, we went to the NIT, which at that time was a big deal. There were only, I think, 16 teams in the NCAA and 16 in the NIT. So it was a big deal to make the NIT. And then our senior year, we went to the finals of the Eastern Regional. So it was quite a turnaround in, uh, in a relatively short period of time because of the, the greatness of, of Dave Bing and you know, we were able to build on that and, uh, you know, be able to have a, a lot of success for a long period of time. Uh, but it really started uh, with uh, with Dave Bain coming to Syracuse. And uh, I was very fortunate to, to not only be his roommate, but to play on the same team with such a great player. 
Now, Coach, before you entered the coaching ranks, you also played briefly and successfully as a pro in the American Basketball League for the Scranton Miners. So I have a pair of questions here. The first is, what did you take from that experience as a coach? And the second is, were you actually Jerry McNamara before Jerry McNamara? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the uh, the great thing about playing in Scranton, for me, you played on the weekends. So you went down and you played Saturday night and Sunday night, and I went to school during the week and coached during the week. So I worked with the freshmen, worked with the varsity, uh, both teams, and, and went to grad school. And then on the weekends, I would take off and go play. I played about 40 games in Scranton for four years. And I was able to coach part-time and kind of get my start in coaching. But it, it was so much fun playing. It was a great league, a lot of competition. And, uh, you know, all the games were sold out. It was really a, a fun thing to do. And, you know, you, you did a lot of driving, probably about 10 hours every weekend. But Scranton was a great place to play. They sold out all our games. And uh, it, it was a great basketball experience for me. Uh, and then I was able to work with the freshman team, work with the varsity team, uh, coming back to Syracuse all during the week. So it got me started in coaching, but it also... Uh, was fun to play basketball at that level. There, there weren't that many NBA teams back then, so there were a lot of good players in the in the Eastern League, and uh, I, I enjoyed my time there. But after f- four and a half years, it was time to to become full time at Syracuse and uh, make sure I could get to all the games and and all the practices. So, uh, but it was a great experience for me and. Uh, I still have good memories of playing in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And, of course, Jerry McNamara coming from Scranton, uh, he's now by far the most popular guy in the history of Scranton. So uh, uh, we're very, we have a great relationship with the, with the city of Scranton. Now, speaking of players that you've coached, from McNamara to Mello and Warwick and Coleman, Douglas, Washington, now I could fill the entire 15 minutes just naming them. Is, is there one guy that you don't think gets mentioned enough you know, we've had so many great players, and, and, you know, that's how you coach for a long time. You know, the key to coaching uh, for a long time and to have success in coaching is to have great players. And I've been fortunate to have a, a lot of really great players, and uh, they all stand out. You know, when I, whenever I start thinking of the guards and Pearl and Sherman Douglas and uh, on down the list to the later you know, guys, Michael Carter-Williams and Deion Waiters. Uh, uh, we've had so many great guards and our big people with Derek Coleman, Ronnie Cycli, uh, Danny Shays, who went on to have an 18-year career in the NBA. Uh, all the forwards we've had, all the great forwards we've had. Uh, they all stick, kind of stand out when I start thinking about them. Uh, we, we've been very, very fortunate uh, to have so many great players and uh, of course, Carmelo coming in and, and Jerry helping us win a national championship in 2003 is always going to kind of be a highlight because that's really what you do in college basketball, try to win uh, that national championship. We won a lot of league championships in the in the Big East. We had a lot of success, and but you really look... Uh, to try to win that national championship. And when we did that in 2003, it was certainly a, a high point for me. 
Now, your loyalty and allegiance to your alma mater, I should say our alma mater, is a thing of storybooks uh, in, in these 50 plus years. And you don't have to give me details. I'm just curious. Has there ever been a job or an offer or a conversation that has been good enough to at least consider leaving? And again, you don't have to give me details. I'm just curious. Uh, you know, I never have considered leaving Syracuse. I had one short interview with a very, very good school, very, very good program, but I knew five minutes into the interview that I wasn't going to go. And uh, I've had some inquiries, but I really never thought about leaving Syracuse. I, I love it here. I'm an upstate New York guy. I was you know, born, you know, 40 miles, 50 miles from Syracuse. Uh, I've spent my whole life here. I love it here. It's great. It's, it's really the weather is great, even though people constantly get at us about wintertime, but wintertime is basketball season, so I don't worry about the weather then. And Spring, summer, and fall are great. Um, sitting here in my office, it's 75 degrees outside, perfect day, no humidity. Uh, it's, it's a great, great place to live. I'm going to go fishing, which is a half an hour away from me. I can catch all kinds of fish, and uh, it's just a great place to live. And uh, I've been fortunate to uh, uh, be able to, to stay my whole career in, in, in one place. It's uh, it's you know, A lot of people like to try different things. I'm not that I'm not that guy. I like what I have, and when I know I have something that's really good, I, I pretty much stick with it. Just two more questions for Coach Jim Beheim here on the Basketball Hall of Fame's Legends podcast. It feels like there, there could be no more opposite coaching experience from NCAA work than Olympic teamwork. And I've mentioned that you've, you've won three gold medals with Team USA. Can you give me a sense of how those experiences complement each other? Well, it's just a great learning experience for me. You're, you're coaching with, uh, you know, six times we were in three world championships and three Olympic games. Uh, we won five gold medals, two world championships, and three Olympic gold medals. Uh, working with Mike Krzyzewski, Mike D'Antoni, Nate McMillan, uh, Tom Thibodeau, Monty Williams. I mean, these guys are great coaches. Uh, you learn something from each one of them. You learn something from the players, working with LeBron, working with Kevin Durant, uh, Jason Kidd, uh, Carmelo. I mean, you, you're always learning something. Uh, during those practices and those games, you're playing against the best coaches in the world. So you're seeing things that you can use. You're learning some motivational things from the coaches. Uh, it's, it was an un- incredible experience for me to be involved in all of the Olympic and, and world championship experiences. You're, you're coaching the best players in the world. And uh, it's fun to watch them. It's fun to see how hard they work. And you can take many things out of that experience that will make you a better coach. If you're not learning in this coaching business, if you're not getting better, um, you're getting worse. And uh, you need to learn and move on. And everything I've done in the Olympics has helped me uh, be a better coach here at Syracuse. Finally, Coach, what does it mean for you to be working with the Hall of Fame at this stage in your life? Well, to be in the Hall of Fame, is, is there's nothing better for a coach. It's hard to get in the Basketball Hall of Fame. There's a lot of diverse groups uh, in terms of high school people, college people, pros, pro players, uh, European uh, you know, coaches and players around the world. Um, it, it's a, a tremendous honor to be included in the Hall of Fame. But 
and to be able to, to work with the Hall of Fame to, to help the Hall of Fame uh, be even more successful, uh, reach more people, uh, be a better experience for kids. Uh, it's, a, it's a great great privilege and a great honor to be involved with the Basketball Hall of Fame. He is the winningest coach in Big East Conference history, six decades of involvement with the Syracuse Orangemen, five NCAA Final Fours, a national champion in 2003. He is, of course, head coach Jim Beheim. Coach, thanks again for your time. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it.